Perfect. Well, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is that you're watching this. <laughs> I am super excited to have my friend Jamal on here today. I am going to be doing an interview with him. Um, for many of you that don't know, my name is Tammy Lynn Connors, and this is my podcast called Hope, Helping Other People Evolve. And what my mission is, is just to help other people. I am going to be interviewing other people. I am going to be sharing some of my stories of hope. And what that is going to do, I'm hoping, is that it will help you if you're going through a struggle to get to a strength. It's going to be all different types of stories from all different types of people. Um, I have been in recovery for 17 years, and that is probably one of my biggest stories of hope, but I have other ones too. And I just don't want it to be focused on recovery and addiction. So that is why I've been interviewing other people to find out their stories, you know, what kind of struggles they went through and how they've gotten to a strength. Now, it's probably been, uh, I'd say, four, four years ago, Jamal, you think, that we met? Oh, easily. easily. Yeah. 2000. Easy oh, it might have been 2016. It might even been five years now, 2016, yeah. now that I think about it. I was um, working at the casino as a dealer, and my friend Jamal here was, um, he would project there as a police officer. And yeah, I, he thought I was crazy because I was dancing and having a fun time all the time <laughs> with all this energy. And, and I would kind of talk to him a little bit here and there. And um, we just became friends and um, we started, we're, we are in a business together. And so from that, we've grown to be, you know, close in our friendship. And I love his wife and boys. And it's just been a great journey. Now, today, we're going to share a little bit about his struggles that he's been through to get to a strength. Um, Jamal is a sergeant on the police department in Toledo, Ohio. And he's he's um trainer at the police academy, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And that is not something that you've done for a long period of time, right? Uh, six, six years are it's my fifth class police academy class I've been through. So six yeah. years, not too six long. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was six years or not. I'm not, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of everybody else. Right. But I get it. I get just, it. just, I guess real quick, I know you grew up in the Toledo area. Maybe just share a little bit, you know, like, through your chat, what made you decide that you wanted to be a police officer? Let's just go with that to start with. Um, well, originally it was not like I want to be a police officer. I want to protect and serve. I did it. That was not in my radar growing up. Um, one thing I noticed that I had a passion for was kids, and my focus, my goal when I started going to school, like junior highish, high school, like what do I want to do with my life and it came around to, since I love kids, to teach. I, along the way, I've had mentor teachers that have changed my life. And I thought that I could be that for somebody else. I always quote, like, be the reason, be the light for other people. And instead of waiting until they're older, it's good to have that impact when they're young. Because um, those teachers that along the way, good, bad, or indifferent, but I remember the good ones. And so I started to go to school for um, education. So my main focus was middle childhood education. So long story short, that kind of fell through college is expensive as everybody knows. <laughs> but um, somebody came up to me and said they, they thought that I was, I don't know where this came from, angel gift, whatever, said you, you're really good with people. And I think you'd be good in law enforcement. At the time, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm not a big, you know, 
law enforcement type guy. I've had bad run-ins myself with um, law enforcement. So but with that being said, she goes, no, don't worry about what happened in the past. Um, you could be a great asset to people in the community that you serve. And lo and behold, I started out in the corrections. I did that for 10 years. And now I'm been with Toledo for another 10 years. So I've been in a game for 20 years now. And like I said, the last six, five, six years I've been in training. And again, it kind of come full circle with me being able to educate people and just inspire people. And now, you know, it's my fifth class and all of them have graduated with, I think their average score is like 92 and all of them just groomed and blossomed. And I'm very proud of all of them. So, so that's in a nutshell of how the law enforcement thing came into play. Just trying to be the light for others because I know I've had some dark issues myself. And yeah, instead of like internalizing it and throwing anger into the world, I wanted to do just the opposite. Bring positivity and encourage people, especially kids, to let them know that they can do whatever they choose to do. And their current situation, circumstance, is not their final destination. So mm, that's, that's moi. That's good. I like that. I like what you just said. You know, it's not your final destination because if we sat back and just wallowed in all that, you know, it's, it's tough. And, and I've seen you, um, with people like in your uniform at the casino, having to talk to people that, you know, are inebriated or fighting or things like that. And, and the way that you handle it is exactly what that lady said. You are definitely someone that, um, I, I guarantee that, uh, the people out there have so much respect for you. I, I've seen it from pre- people that I know that are playing at my roulette table that that I just saw that, you know. So that's and that's that's huge, I, especially as a police officer, you know, and, and especially in the day and time that we're in now, you know. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this today, because I know for everybody out there, 2020 was a year. Right. I mean, you could take it how it started out as crazy as could be. And it just kept going. And I know in the law enforcement, you know, we saw, uh, we saw a lot of damage. We saw a lot of heartache. We saw a lot of pain. And I know as a police officer in the city of Toledo, you experienced a lot last year. And I would love it if you could just share with us, you know, what, what 2020 was for you. And, and I know that you went through a struggle and I know that you, got out of that struggle and got into a strength again, but it all came to what you had to do with your mindset. And so if you'll just share 2020 with us, I, mm-hmm. that would be awesome. And I look at it this way. I'm not going to say 2020 sucked, but it, it was a stretching period in hell, all of our lives for the most part with the whole COVID and all the things. And then just the, the environment with the nation and law enforcement and all the things it just, it, for me, it was very trying. And I, I questioned not only God, but just like my existence of what I'm supposed to be doing because I sensed a lot of anger, hate, death. Um, and it started out with, you know, I can, and it, it, I kind of briefly, before we got on this call, it's like this time, this day last year, I, I've, in the 20 years, I've never, I've never felt like my life I felt like my life was it's like my life could end but um, I was in a full-blown riot this time last year and seeing all the hate all like like the wah 
of an incident that happened that had nothing to do with me, nothing, nothing to do with our department, but just take it out on you and people threatening to, you know, rape your kids, your wife, kill you and, and bottles of urine thrown at you and rocks thrown at you. You're going like, why am I protecting these people when they're so quick to change, you know, their opinion of me based on something I didn't do. So that was one of the big things that kind of like, not cool, man, not cool. Cause I would lay down my life for anybody in the city of Toledo. Just that's just who I am as a man. And to do that and to take my, put myself in that situation and, you know, my, here's my family's my priority, but I'm risking my life for people who I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And those people don't know me, but yet they're quick to judge me. And that was like, that was hard for me. I, but literally it took me to a dark place. Like, why am I spending 20 years of my hard, my life? I'm away from my kids, third shift, the whole nine. Um, to protect people who just, I felt like they didn't give a shit about me, excuse my language. Um, and that was tough. That was really tough for me. And then, yeah. And then to see how that transpired into, it was the agency's fault that the riot happened. I'm like, whoa, 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 time out, time out. <laughs> like, I'm here to not only protect my people, but to keep everybody who can peaceful protest. I'm all for protesting. That's go for it. But a riot is not cool. That's not, that's not what you, you, they're missing the mark what you're trying to do by protesting and just long story short that was that tested that tested everything about me as a man as you know all the god fearing you know man the whole thing the whole thing father sergeant the whole thing so fast forward to um come july i lost um a cadet a friend um dia like one of like being in training you see people evolve like from being a civilian to the mindset of being a guardian And you kind of know, like, you can sense who the strong people are to be the light for the city. And Dia was one of those people. And seeing how he lost his life by a senseless act, just like that kind of shook me. And again, I visited again, like, why am I in this position? Like, I, I was tough. It was tough. So losing him and then losing another close friend in our training um, division, Kevin Dumas, that was like another thing. Like he, we, we both went to training together. We both in SWAT together. Um, having him pass away from a medical ailment, not putting his business out there, but like that was tough because I seen his growth. I seen the way he cared um, for the city, cared for us, you know, being on SWAT together, like I said, and his training and the way his passion was for the cadets, it, it mirrored mine. And that was tough to see. You know, him lose his life because I, I, I truly felt like he had so much more to give. And that was tough for me. Again, another dark place. We're kind of spiraling at this point. Mm-hmm. And then here we go with Stalker and hearing all the things that happened there. Another person I trained, another person that I saw as being a great officer, a great father, all the things, all the things. And it, and I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, <laughs> So it was tough. Uh, it was tough. So for me, it was just like a, a a growth period, a period where I'm wondering like, well, what my I question my existence to be honest. Like, why am I? What am I doing? What am I here to do? Because um, I'm so confused, Lord. If you would, you supposed to be showing me something. Because between all that and COVID, I'm kind of like, okay, you need to show me something. Because I'm I'm doubting all the things, and <laughs> lo and behold. I'm kind of spiral that into this 
competition I did. And it was to take back my power over my my emotions, my thoughts, my doubts. And and I did. I woke up every day, which kind of freaks people out at 3.30. <laughs> I'm an early bird, but it's a, it's it, it's to conquer this. Mm-hmm. Um, my my mind goes places, my doubts goes places, my childhood comes back into play. Everybody who has doubted me, all the demons that I faced that I didn't show anybody because I still smiled. I still wanted to be positive for everybody else, even though I was kind of hurting inside and doing all the things. And that was my opportunity to tackle those demons. And I did every day at 3.30, getting on my little treadmill and listening to David Goggins and, you know, all the people, you know, Eric Thomas. And just and I put it on their talks about self-worth and overcoming your fears and all the things. And like literally here I am at 3.30 in the morning as a grown man balling, tackling those demons. And that was my thing. And I did it for 12 weeks. The competition was 12 weeks. And I said, I'm all in. There's no doubts. We enter competitions and do things with, and we all have fears. We all have doubts going through some of those things. And I attacked those and said, no, this competition is all me. So there's no, there was no doubt at that point. When I said, this is what I'm going to do. And I did it. There was no deviation. There was no whoops. Whoops. I had a bad day. I was all in and come time for the competition to see the top three, the top five. And I literally, I would say it was dead last. <laughs> I don't think you're dead. La- I don't think you're dead last, but, but okay. But here nor there, it was like something that never entered my mind as failing or not winning. Cause it was, I was all in and that shook me even more. So like all those demons, I thought that I, that I overcame and it felt like when I, they announced all the winners, I felt like all of them were just laughing at me saying, no, you're the that pastor said you were a loser and that your business wouldn't amount to anything. That's who you are. When your dad said that you're lazy and pathetic wouldn't amount to anything, they were there and they're all laughing at me. And it was like one of those like dark moments. Like, okay, I went through all that sh- with COVID losing three people. And now I've come up with nothing after exposing myself every single day. And yeah, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, where do I go from here? You know? What do I do? You know, I, yeah, I did a lot of soul searching and I felt like I still needed some more soul searching to do. And long, short story long, my apologies. Oh, you're good. Um, I just, I just realized that our failures are not final. You know, sometimes we want something so bad, but it's not meant for us to have because it's propelling us to something or a place we're, where we can make even more of an impact, more of a difference. And don't get me wrong, there's still like, woo, it still hit, it still hurts. I'm still battling demons. I think we all battle demons our whole entire lives. But know that you can claim victory over those demons um, if you don't give up. And that's one thing that I want to hit on everybody who is struggling, whether it be addiction, whether it be uh, mental health issues that, um, or your current circumstance. It's just a season. You can make it through it. Just stay the course. Lock arms with people who are encouraging, that want to see you succeed. Let go of all the people that want to coddle you during that time because that's not what you need. You need somebody to say, suck it up, buttercup. I'm here. Let's go. Let's battle those demons together. Put on your armor and let's get it. And that's where I'm at now and that's where I'll continue to go. Sorry about that. There's a fly. (laughs) 
That's all good. Uh, whenever Jamal and I do the videos, we always have to have some laughter in there because that's we what do. we do, right? Um, <laughs> no, and and I really appreciate you sharing and you know just just being vulnerable to all of us because you know I know that I know people that know you, right? And like you said, you know you're always smiling, you're always being that positive, but you know d- deep down inside, sometimes you know we're the ones battling those demons ourselves, you know. And I know you said listen to David Goggins. I love listening to David Goggins, and one of the things that he says is. We have to learn to control our mind and not let our mind control us. And it's easier said than done. I mean, you talked about, I mean, you're 3.30 in the morning and on a treadmill and bawling, you know, but don't you feel like, so I want to, this is my little thing on the competition that Jamal was in. He did, he was one of the finalists and the voting was completely by, um, what do I want to say? like people voting just there was no like there was no like true like here's the judges and here he is you know it was by votes and I just think the voting just fell short on you because you were definitely in my eyes the winner you know but here's the thing I feel like because you kind of said there you know that after you lost that or didn't win that that you had those those voices again right but throughout that time that you did all of that that prepared you I think in more than what you you really know I feel like like now you're sitting here and you're like well wait a minute I still am a victor I still can claim victory you know look what you did for that time I mean really that's that's a victory all in itself because I definitely didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) I I claimed injuries I'm like I can't I have a hurt ankle. I mean, come on. At the end of the day, I probably could have pushed a little harder too. But I just wanted to say that, you know, I think 100% you're a winner. You always have always been the light to so many people. And I know that last year was tough for you. And I know there was many times that I would just be like, send you a message and be like, hey, are you doing okay? You know, because I didn't know, I, I didn't know any of those people personally. Um, Officer Dia, I do know quite a few people in his family and um, definitely all of the losses last year were tough, but we've gotten through it. And, you know, 2021 is, geez, almost halfway through. I can't even believe it, right? The end of May already? How does that happen? I mean, and it's it's been a better year so far, so far, you know, I just, and I think 2020, you know, we started out like, oh, 2020, the year of vision. Oh, it was a year of vision. All right. <laughs> Definitely a year of vision, you know? And, and so, I just appreciate you probably more than you know. Um, I thank you for getting on here and sharing your story of hope with other people, you know, and, and, you know, when we, when I share these, you know, I'm just hoping that one person at least, you know, says, oh my gosh, I can get out of bed today, you know, because of listening to Jamal's story, you know, here's, here's, like I said, here's a police officer, a father, a husband that is fighting and protecting our well, our country, but, you know, our, our city of Toledo, you know, every day, and that's what you're doing and you're building new leaders and you're building these officers that are out there. And that's what the hope is, is, you know, to be the light in our city. And, and you definitely are a light in the city of Toledo, just so you know, you might not believe it as much as I do, but I know it. (laughs) So, but, you know, I, I thank you. Is there anything that you want to add on here before we end it? Uh, Just for the most part, no, in a nutshell, like, don't ever give up, man. That's just it. When you think like, like, damn, this is, I've put all the things in, I've done all the things. 
like just don't give up. Know that whatever you're going through, you're being forged. You know, I always put the analogy of like a samurai sword. They they beat the crap out of that sword and they put that sword in the most hottest of fires and then and that's that's you. So you're being forged to be a unique piece of steel. That way you can cut through whatever drama, whatever um, season that comes there forth, that you don't ever give up and that you are meant for greatness and you don't ever, ever play small just because of somebody else. Point blank period. Life is too damn short for you to be worried about somebody else. If your your happiness is the priority, your peace is a priority, and your dream is a priority. So everything else, set it aside and you just attack that with every part of your being. And I guarantee you happiness lies there. Nice. Thank you. And I just want to add this. Um, if you know, if somebody wants to talk to you about maybe a struggle they're going through, like especially men, you know, they're looking at me like, well, I don't really want to talk to you about my struggles, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's, that's what I, that's why I interview different people because, you know, and I know that, you know, with you being a police officer, you know, things are a little more private. So if I could just like maybe tell people if you wanted to talk to Jamal and, you know, just shoot me a message and I can get a hold of him to get a hold of you, you know, that way, you know, that would probably be the best way I feel like maybe to, you yeah. know, and I won't, I won't say, Oh, Hey world, guess what? Joe Schmo just messaged me to talk to Jamal. <laughs> it's all private. We'll do the HIPAA thing there. Right. Yeah. So, they can still, they can find me on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Yeah. You can yeah. link us up. Oh, yeah. I'm more than yeah. happy to talk to somebody that's in a dark place or just wants some words of encouragement. Cause that's what I'm about. So please yeah. do. And so um, on Facebook and Instagram, it's not Jamal Owens, it's Maul, M-A-U-L, Owens, O-W-E-N-S. So if you guys um, look him up, he's a great guy, inspiration, and we love you protecting our city. I appreciate it. Well, I'm not in your city anymore, but I still appreciate it. <laughs> As you can see, I got palm trees in my city now. Uh, so, you do. Yeah. But anyways, all right. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing Memorial Day. Thank you. I think this is a great day for, for this story. And just keep on shining that light and keep on being the hope to the world. Will do. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you.